Hello, fearless women. Welcome to Fearless Women on a Mission podcast. I am Carmen Moreno, your host of the podcast, and we have my co-host, Vanessa Lopez, Victoria Sierra, and Amanda McEachern. This podcast is a place where we empower women. We create a sisterhood to encourage women to be fearless. So let's lock arms, join in, tune in, and let this podcast be the community for you. It is our time, ladies, a time to shine and a time to overcome. So today we have a fearless woman guest speaker, Christina Haskell. She is an LMFT associate and is a marriage and family therapist with Abiding Hope Christian Counseling Center in Bernie, Texas, and City Church off Bender Road in San Antonio, Texas. She graduated from Abilene Christian University with a specialty in trauma and a passion for helping individuals and couples dealing with their challenge of making changes in their relationships after experiencing trauma and infidelity. She feels blessed to be able to blend a Christian perspective with her therapy sessions that give her clients a sense of well-being and peace. Christina is a San Antonio native and a first responder wife. Christina and her husband Glenn co-facilitate a weekend retreat for couples learning about healing, forgiveness, and reconnection called Couples Forgiveness Workshop and Retreat at City Church in San Antonio, Texas, and ends with a retreat at the Black Lock Ranch in Junction, Texas, every year since August 2021. At home, they enjoy spending time with their blended family of five kids, as well as their large extended family. So let's jump in, show Christina some love, and hear what she has to say about boundaries. ladies uh, my co-hosts Vanessa Victoria and Amanda and I are back for another episode um, so today we have a fearless guest speaker Christina <laughs> uh, who will be talking about boundaries so we're gonna jump right in and have some fun great conversation so Christina if you can tell us a little bit about you hi everyone my name is Christina Edmund that is Haskell I am a marriage and family therapy associate I'm almost done with that and I'm going to be let loose without supervision, so be scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, work with, uh, um, you know, couples and, you know, families, adult children, those kinds of things. Um, I specialize in trauma. Um, and I'm just, I'm thankful that you guys have invited me to talk. Yeah. I'm really thankful. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, we appreciate you being here. So, so excited. So let's jump in about okay. boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, okay, so boundaries, yeah. just in general, right? They're not easy. I think people have a lot of trouble with boundaries. Um, I think a majority of the people that come in and sit on my couch and talk have either enmeshed, right? Their relationships are like you and I are one and that's it. And we can't have a thought separate from the other. Yeah. Or they're so separated. They're so rigid and so distant um, that a true bonding relationship is really, really difficult. Yeah. And so I think boundaries are a key to having healthy relationships. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I, I work at Abiding Hope Christian Counseling Center. And so we have several therapists that work alongside one another. And so when we have, like, I'll have a friend who's seeing the children and I'm seeing the parents and um, okay. boundaries, right, is really, really difficult to get them to come together on, mm -hmm. right? Parents like you know, right. parents are like, "Don't take me out of your life. Like, I need to know everything." <laughs> and the and the kids are like, "No, no, you don't need to know anything." Yeah. Um, and so, working together uh, in a family unit or with a couple um, to help one understand what boundaries are. So let me, I guess, kick into that. Like boundaries, they're just um, boundaries are like a border, yeah. right? So if you think about the boundary of your property line, it says where you end and somebody else mm -hmm. begins, right? Right. Um, Dr. Henry Cloud has yeah. a book, Changes mm -hmm. That Heal. It's a really great one. Um, and he talks about, I can be me without losing you, mm -hmm. right? As my friend, as my partner, as my, you know, as my mom, right? I can still be me. I can have my own thoughts and we don't have to like collapse into mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. um, and what was the name of that book again? Sure. It's uh, Changes That Heal. Changes That Heal. Mm -hmm, by Dr. Henry Cloud. 
he is he wrote he actually wrote a book called Boundaries, um, but Changes the Heels kind of like a more updated version. Are of you it. talking about Boundaries in Marriage? Yes, he, several one? of them. Okay, right, he yeah, wrote several. Him and, and Townsend. Um, there's like boundaries and boundaries in marriage, boundaries in business, boundaries in couplehood. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that's cool. oh, it's okay. it's a great. It, but changes that heal is definitely. I would start with that one. It's got kind of encompassing. Okay. And I did uh, have a question for you because you kind of touched a little bit on um, like parents and children, like mm-hmm. with boundaries. So some might feel like. I'm the parent, so I need to know, like, everything about my child. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and some are like, no, they need their space, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, could what's maybe, like, one piece of advice or maybe, I don't know, like, maybe a guideline of, like, when you would think that you're kind of stepping over maybe or mm-hmm. maybe you're kind of, like, too involved with the child right? and not um, giving them their own space. And the reason I'm asking is because, like, I have um, – a, a, almost a 21 year old mm-hmm. he's out of the house so he's living his own life and everything and I give him his space and all that stuff and then not, now I have a daughter she's going to be graduating high school going into college this year Wow! so uh, she's like I'm going to Is it? she was still asked like um, is it okay if I go do this or that mm-hmm. without you guys or whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes I say yes and sometimes I say no <laughs> um, but I have to realize like she's already going to be an, an adult right. you know <laughs> without me so I'm like oh right. my god like I don't know how to I think maybe because she's a girl and I know mm-hmm. that's maybe not right to say but you know it's different right I feel like I have to protect her more and like right. really she's been like in a bubble or something <laughs> you know? and I'm like oh my goodness you know so it's like should I know everything or should I mm. let her go with her friends while we have like a family function kind of thing it's kind of like how would you I don't know, like, I guess, determine what's okay. So I think one thing to remember when you're looking at boundaries as your children get older is boundaries are flexible. They're they're more a fence or a gate, you know, with gates yeah. as opposed to walls. And a lot of times parents will set a boundary with the child when they're, like, six, okay? okay? And it's a brick wall that they're expecting that child to stay in. But eventually the child grows up. And they're gonna over they're gonna step over that wall whether you want them to or not. So your boundaries really have to grow with the trust you have with your child. Boundaries are really about trust. I can't have boundaries if I don't trust that you're going to abide by them. The boundaries are about safety, emotional safety, sometimes physical safety. And so it depends on on the level of trust and the level of emotional maturity your child is is giving you. Um, you know, when talking to one of my therapist friends who does do a lot with kids, um, you know, it's it's a mutual thing as they get older. Like, eventually, like you start with kids, right? Like, right. kids and parents, they, the kid starts, like, way, like, you know, I don't know if you can see it, but way down here, right? Yeah. And parents are way above them. But as you grow and boundaries and trust and, and teach them how to make decisions, that's a big one that we yeah. forget. Our kids mm-hmm. need to know how to make decisions and what goes into decision-making. Um, what are consequences, natural or imposed? And so as they grow and, and everything, like, eventually you guys become at the same level where it's more like a friendship than it is a parentship um that's healthy and a lot of people like I grew up like old-fashioned Hispanic family and it's like I will always be your parent okay I get it yeah okay (laughs) but but boundaries and respecting those boundaries is really important part of that friendship of any friendship yeah and I love that because well for me because I'm from a Hispanic background Mm -hmm. right um it's hard to like see a parent-child relationship turn into a friendship. Um, maybe obviously, because mm-hmm. I didn't see that. So, right. Because it's like, it's my way, and that's it. I'm the parent, and my way, right. and that's it, right? And you right. got to respect me, mm-hmm. and, you know, right. all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I think I'm more at ease or something, kind of like look something to look forward to, I think, as mm-hmm. a parent, as, like, my children are getting older. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like saying that, Um, because my kids had boundaries, right, Uh, or have boundaries now, Um, it's kind of saying, like, you know, I did teach them something good, Mm -hmm. and now I got to trust that process. Right. So 
It, yeah. I think a lot of people see boundaries, especially in parenting or even in re- like marital right, relationships. Yeah. You know, my, my husband and I are very open about our own infidelity journey mm-hmm. and his recovery and sexual addiction and how we've had to rebuild that trust. And looking at like what they are, I don't yeah. make sure, um, like boundaries and consequences go together, but it's not rules mm-hmm. and punishment. That's rules definitely what one. this isn't. Um, the difference is like rules and punishment is all about control, mm-hmm. right? I can't control my husband's eyes. I can't control his decisions, no matter how hard I try. You know, yeah. there's a, an author and, and doctor, his name is Dr. Uh, Douglas Weiss, mm-hmm. and he says control is a myth. Mm-hmm. We really have no control over yeah. anybody else. It's an absolute myth. And somehow we think if I can control what he's doing, what he's seeing, where he's going, whether it be my husband or my son or or my daughter even, like that I have any kind of control, (laughs) let me tell you, no, I don't. Because every single one of us has this God-given free will. That's right. And that can can come into play in great ways and in bad ways. So um, looking at like what boundaries and consequences are, right? So a boundary is I can say something that makes me feel safe, Mm -hmm. right? I can tell my husband there's a boundary, like in our own journey, um, he, so he's a firefighter, okay? And there are times when he works with say like a a female firefighter, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, the feminist in me is like, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then like the hurt wife is like, oh no. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and so if he, the, we have a boundary that keeps us both safe and that if we're going to be um, working closely with someone of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. then we have to give the other person just a heads up. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a male therapist at our, our office, which is great. Yeah. Um, and he's a student. And sometimes I, you know, because I am in a seniority relationship, I will talk to him and, I have to let my husband know just a heads up because mm-hmm. if it comes up yeah. in conversation, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I That's saw that so-and-so yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's like, whoa, 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 yeah. what? Um, and the same for me. If he's like, yeah, I worked with, you know, whatever, and I can be like, it, it hurts, yeah. right? It's a trigger mm-hmm. in me. And so we have that that boundary. And the consequence, if he or I don't let the other person know, mm-hmm. the con- it's a natural consequence of we're going to be triggered mm-hmm. and we're going to pull back emotionally from that relationship just naturally mm-hmm. because it's like, what don't I know? Mm-hmm. It's not about this thing that I don't know. What else do I not know, mm-hmm. right? So rules and punishment are more about control, and we don't want to control our spouses, right? Mm-hmm. Like we said, control is a myth. So rules mm-hmm. and punishment, not going to really be effective. Yeah. Long term, right. you um, lose that okay. trust. Too, yeah, along with that, yes. Yeah. Um, and losing that trust in a relationship when you've already had it wounded, mm-hmm. yeah. it not only does it knock it back a little, it locks it back a lot. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. time will knock yep. it back a whole lot. Yeah, and like it's like a building block. You know, yes. You, once they, that block comes down, that they, that top one, they mm-hmm. all come tumbling down, and it's going to take that much longer mm-hmm. to rebuild that trust again, and then you know. A, here we go with the boundaries again and mm-hmm. make new boundaries and yeah yeah and when you set the, it oh it is it's it takes a lot of emotional energy it's exhausting mm-hmm. um when you're trying to build trust mm-hmm. um and so it can because it, it feels like the more without trust like when the more you try to have trust like yeah. you're gonna have temptation you're gonna have, like sherry was talking about today yeah. right temptation um and the temptation and making choices that aren't honoring the boundaries that have been set within your marriage or within your parenthood, um, it's hard to come back from that. So would you say that it's hard to set a boundary if you don't trust the person? It is. It is. But that's where we have to walk in faith, Mm. that I'm setting this boundary. And I want you to, like the the conversation with my spouse, right, or even with my son actually recently, I'm setting this boundary and I'm going to have faith that you're going to follow that boundary, right? And just know that I am putting myself out there to trust you. Mm-hmm. And I have that explicit conversation with my son. He's 17. I have a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let them know that that's what this is. There's no unstated expectations. There's no, I hope you get the point, right? Yeah. yeah. It, because we're teaching them what healthy boundaries look like. Okay. So with that, I'm just wondering, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just um, wondering, so can you set that without, because sometimes you can't have a conversation with that person because mm-hmm. they're not that's not something that they're willing to be open with so mm-hmm. can you set a boundary without having that conversation I think it would be much harder because they're not if they don't know the boundary exists mm. 
they don't know that that's how far they can go. Okay. So having a conversation with them. Now, if if it's like I'm having, you know, I'm setting a boundary like with a family member, mm-hmm. right? I've had mm-hmm. to um, it, remove myself from a family member's life. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not necessarily going to be like, hey, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer your text. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not going to call you, yeah, right? Like, I'm not going to, yeah. but not gonna I am. Right. right. Gonna, like add fuel to the fire. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They're going to, you know, that's not going to be helpful. But I can set a boundary within myself. That I am going to set myself apart from this person yeah. because okay. it's a toxic relationship or because I'm in my own healing process and this person okay. isn't going to be able to walk that with me. Would you talk to that person before? Depends on the situation. I really do think that it, it depends on how how safe that would be for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my case, it's an abuser from my past. So if I were to have that conversation with him, I mean, I know that it's going to, what he will do is suck me right back into Mm -hmm. that relationship because I know I'm not strong. Mm -hmm. I'm still in my own healing process. So if, you know, if he, I think he did text me and he's like, what's going on? Why aren't you communicating with me? Mm -hmm. I I did say like, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm in a healing process and this is somewhere I can't go with you. Um, now he continued to text because boundaries, right? Like he has no boundaries. So that was when I did say like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to block you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when you have those kinds of those, like specifically, like when you're doing a healing journey from abuse or, um, you know, anything like that, sometimes the best thing is to involve a a therapist or a counselor Mm -hmm. because I can set that boundary with that person. I can, I can decide I'm not going to have that relationship with them. But I need to make sure that I am healing. Yeah. The putting the boundary in place is not healing. Oh, mm. it's just allowing space mm. for you okay. to heal. That's a good. That is good. There's so. another thing too. Sure. So basically, obviously, be clear with the other person, or if you can be clear with the right. other person, what the boundary is, so that like mm-hmm. you both are on the same page. Right. Um, but another thing too, I know you were talking earlier about, you know, you and your spouse kind of tell each other like if there's a a person of the opposite sex you Mm -hmm. know or whatever um so that is your boundary but my question is so like um you know are you are we going to be telling each other like everything Mm. or only certain things or like is that really up to the two people that are in that relationship like is that healthy or no because I tell my spouse like tell me these things Mm -hmm. but I don't want to necessarily want to know everything because I probably because of my anger issue Mm -hmm. I'm like you need to go to your boys first before you come at me with something crazy (laughs) (laughs) like get some advice first on how to like maybe approach me about Mm -hmm. it or um maybe you're feeling some kind of way that's different than me and Mm -hmm. before you come to me with a certain topic you know, um, maybe you should, like, seek advice from your godly friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't want to necessarily know. I, I, I would probably say I want to know, like, certain things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if if that is healthy to know everything. Should I not have that boundary? Or is that really up to the person? Well, it does mm-hmm. depend on the situation. It does depend on your own growth. Okay. okay. So, like, in the beginning of my healing journey, I was not a an emotionally healthy person for him to be 100% honest with. Now, did I want okay. to know everything? Because I'm like, I got to know everything because somehow <laughs> that's going to make it better. Oh, yeah. it, it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it triggers me. I spiral yeah. out. I call him names. He feels like crap. You know, like, it doesn't mm-hmm. help the situation. Yeah. I think that it's important for when you're dealing with somebody who maybe or, – or, or a situation in the relationship where maybe you've you've had infidelity right. and trust. And that's what I'm asking because we had infidelity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to know everything. You oh, know? yeah, of course we want to know everything. <laughs> yeah. But you do, but you thing. don't. I know. Sometimes. Right. Thing, like, like, do I really want to know that? Yeah. Yeah. What, well, what, it, what good is it going to do to know this? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And now. I, like, replay everything. Right. Even if oh, it's yeah, not man. infidelity. It, right. it could yeah. be other stuff. Right. I'm just, like, replaying what they just told me. You right. know what I mean? Even if it's not that specific topic. So right. I didn't know, you know, should I put out a boundary on that or like how is that even healthy? Well, so, and I can speak to what 
my husband and I did. Mm -hmm. So he was in a support group. He had a group of guys that he was accountable to because I wasn't emotionally safe for him to be accountable to. Just being honest in my own stuff um, and and understanding that if he came and said like, hey, babe, just want to let you know. I was kind of flirting with this girl because he's a firefighter and, yeah, you yeah. know, they're yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah. Women, in uniform I know he's in a uniform, thing. right? Yeah. And I'm like, you're so goofy. Um, but it is, it's one of those things like I, I wanted him to, within 24 hours of him recognizing that that was probably not a good idea mm-hmm. to talk to someone in his group. He had to talk to somebody gotcha. in his group. There's no option of him not talking to somebody and then he had another 24 hours to figure out how to talk to me about it that's good so it gave him time to be emotionally prepared and I didn't have to worry about him hiding stuff right if I just say like you know let me know within 48 hours like we all have short-term memory we all have kids that take all of our oh yeah or even jobs and family like it I have and, it, no. and it changes too, you know. Oh, at yeah. first, you do want to know everything. Mm-hmm. What are you doing every thirty minutes? So you're talking to, you know, yeah. you looked at. And then with time, as time goes by, and trust, you know, you earn trust. It it, it diminishes, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need the to need know to everything. Know. Yeah, right. Every single thing. Yeah. You know, um, so Lisa Turkers has a new book, or recently came out, "Good Boundaries and Goodbyes." We just finished it in my support group. It was okay. amazing. And one of the things she talks about is um, having like two, zero to 10, right? Mm-hmm. On one side, it's access. On one side, it's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the, the imagery is completely hers that she explained, and it just was perfect. So a lot of times we give people level 10 access mm-hmm. to us or to our emotions, but they're only able to give like level three responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then she says, like, giving somebody, like, giving a teenager your bank card with the passcode and everything, yeah. right? Like, if they don't <laughs> if yeah. they don't have the responsibility, they are going to spend it all on pizza and toilet paper. Yeah. And you're they're going to bankrupt you. Yeah. And so we have – what I always felt it was, especially with my husband and his, and his addictions and stuff, is was I had to help him raise his level of responsibility to meet my level of access that I was giving him. And that's not true. The truth is, if he only is capable of a level three – uh, responsibility, I have to lower the access I give them or give him. Okay. So I have to match, okay, you're only capable of level three emotional access to me or a level of responsibility to me, then I'm only going to give you level three access. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you everything because you're not going to be responsible with it. Wouldn't that so, frustrate you though? Like, right. Exactly. Like how long are we going to be in this situation? How long am I going to give you a level three? Thank like you. I'm ready to be at a level 10 with you. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't have all this time to be waiting around on you. Like, are, I mean, are you playing? Are you playing around? <laughs> you know, yeah. you want to keep me at a level three because mm-hmm. you, you just want to keep on doing your things. You know, oh, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are are we are we going to learn? Are we going to move forward? You right. Know? Well, that's when consequences come into into play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either it's a natural consequence of if I can't be with my partner or with my child mm-hmm. the way I really feel like we should be then I'm not going to be – we're going to have to pull back that relationship. It doesn't matter what I want if somebody else isn't willing to do the things they have to do to gain that access. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. um, if my partner feels like I'm only giving them a level three, and that's a boundary, right? Mm-hmm. But they feel like, hey, you know, like I feel like I should be getting more. Mm-hmm. Or I guess the issue is yeah. like – if my partner feels punished because right. I'm not giving him more access or more responsibility, and I know that has to come from him, the conversations that we've had in the past is, I feel like I'm being punished. When you set a boundary for me, mm-hmm. he knows why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. but when it's extended for a while, and he respects it, and he knows, and, and he'll be working on it, but he has the expectation sometimes of, all right, it's been enough. And mm-hmm. so the balance is like, I'm still healing and working through whatever the boundary mm-hmm. was that was crossed in the past. And he feels like, well, I've already proved myself to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the balance, like, what's the balance or what's the, I don't want for him to feel punished. Right. But I also don't want to let my boundary down to where I'm going to get hurt 
or I don't know. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's where we have to really identify why is that boundary in place? Mm -hmm. Is it to keep you safe or is it because you were hurt and you're not wanting to get hurt again? Mm -hmm. What's the point of it? Mm. Um, and there has to be a reevaluation of boundaries periodically. Mm-hmm. Like with, with kids, like I said, you can't build a wall. Right. Eventually that person is going to out, we hope, yeah. outgrow yes, that right. wall. Yeah. It has to be flexible. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and if, if it hasn't moved and that person's like, look, I, I don't know what else to do to get, right. get to the next level. Mm-hmm. I have to reevaluate, like, why is this still important to me? Mm-hmm. Am I going to give him opportunities to show that he can be trusted mm-hmm. with a next level access. Could it be a form of control? Yes. Boundaries can absolutely turn into control yeah. mm-hmm. if we're not careful. Is that what makes it a bad boundary if we try to control it? Yes. Okay. If we're controlling somebody else, mm-hmm. trying to control their um, behavior, their, you know, their if thoughts, their move, decisions. Let's say we can't move on from that boundary like mm-hmm. uh, Vanessa was saying. You know, I want that boundary that keeps me safe, makes me feel safe. Mm-hmm. But is that a form maybe of a control that I'm trying to use on my spouse mm-hmm. by not being able to move forward or pass yeah. that boundary? Absolutely. Um, depending on the situation, like what it is, is is we have to look at our triggers. Mm-hmm. Emotional triggers are things that, whether they're outside of us or inside of us, that remind us that we have some healing to still do. Yeah. They, if I, um, let me think. So if, my, so another kind of thing with my my husband, right? And um, we have a, a thing about, like, not taking your cell phone into the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't need that much privacy. And ew, that's gross. <laughs> so if he takes the <laughs> phone, it's it's what's good for him is good for me, too. So I yeah. can't take my phone into the bathroom. There's right. no reason, right? Like, yeah. I'm not in there that long. Um, <laughs> if he does take it into the bathroom with him, like, inside of me, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. so what's going on? I start myself, I start wondering, what's going on? What's he doing? All those things. So I may say, like, hey, babe, you took your phone into the bathroom. I'm just going to let you know that I noticed that. Now, I'm not getting mad at him for it because right. it happens. Mm-hmm. However, I let him know that I see it. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a flag. So I'm going to pull back in my own just a little bit. I'm going to start looking more for those very familiar behaviors that feel familiar. I remember how this feels and it feels very familiar. Mm -hmm. And so that's a trigger. And I have to identify why is that a trigger? Is it really because of him or is it because of my past Mm -hmm. or had somebody else made me feel that way? And that's Mm -hmm. the place that I need to heal. Otherwise, I will always feel like I need that boundary. Right. Mm -hmm. I think you brought up a good point. Um, How do you address when a boundary has been crossed Mm -hmm. appropriately, respectfully. I know, like, of course, take your time out before you address it, but um, what's a healthy way to address when a boundary has been crossed in any form of relationship? So when a, first you've had, kind of hopefully had that conversation, okay? But if you're setting the boundary for the first time, you can say, you know, every time, for instance, like I have a family member who they will, text me and if I don't answer they'll call me twice and not leave a voicemail and by that time I'm like what's who's died where do, yeah. where do I go yeah. what hospital <laughs> and really it's yeah. just this person wanting to say like no I was just seeing what you were up to and I'm like yeah no that's not okay yeah. um but I do I have that conversation like that is not okay I was really busy I was in session with clients or whatever it is so you've set that boundary now if they do it again right I say if you if you need me if it's an emergency call me twice I will answer if it's not that an emergency Text me and I'll get back to you. I will get back to you. Um, but if they have crossed that boundary, then that's when I say, listen, I've set the boundary of, you know, that you should, you know, text me. Don't call me. You know, don't do all that. And it, and when you do it, it makes me feel like there's an emergency and there isn't. And that makes me feel like I can't trust when you say there's something important I need to, right? Like you're telling them how you feel, not what if the boundary, but how you feel about the boundary. And that's to help validate yourself, right? We got to talk about our own feelings. And that's where it becomes about my safety and not about controlling somebody Mm -hmm. else. When it's about like, you did this and I don't like it when Mm -hmm. you do it. Like it becomes all about them, Mm -hmm. but boundaries are for me. And so then I can say like the consequence is going to be like, hey, I'm going to like mute your notifications um, because I just can't be put into that, oh, crap, what's going on yeah. um, all the time. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that, that 
Dr. Cloud says about boundaries is that the peop- the ones who cross your boundaries are the ones you have to hold them firmest with mm-hmm. because they're the ones that don't respect boundaries. Mm-hmm. They may never respect your boundaries, and you're going to have to hold to it. Mm-hmm. Um, when looking at consequences, when you have a boundary and you have consequences, never make the consequence something that you don't completely feel like you can stand hold to. So a lot of women I have in my support group or that sit on my couch and they're like, if this happens again, I'm leaving. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be nice if that's how it worked? But then when it does happen again, or if it does happen again, then they're like, I have to leave. I have no choice. I just have to leave. And this is going to end all. And it's like, well, the truth is you don't have to. If you if you feel strong, like in some cases, I strongly believe leaving is the best thing to do if there's if there's safety issues, or if the person isn't you know changing. But that's each situation we take it into consideration, right? Like I'm not there to say anybody has to stay anywhere they're not supposed to. Um, but it's important that you remember that whatever boundaries I set, I have to follow through. Like looking at parenting, right? If I tell my daughter, like. Finish your homework, which, oh, my gosh, this kid does not want to sit down <laughs> do homework. Wow. Like, she's five, and I'm like, what is this? Why are you doing this math? Um, anyway, but, you know, if I say, no, you know, no, you're not going to get to sit on the tablet after doing homework if you don't do your homework. You've got to finish reading this book. And then, so she says, no, I'm not going to. Okay, cool. All right. I can't force her to do the homework, whatever. You know, we have this arrangement with the school. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, you know, if she's like, mom, can I be on the tablet? Mom, can I be on the tablet? I want to watch the video. Like, I can't be like, here, have it. Oh, because then I've crossed right. my own consequence. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just told her my consequences mean nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I say we're not going to have tablet time tonight, I have to hold firm. Even if she is in my hair, climbing up my leg while I am trying <laughs> to do it. That's the hard part. Yeah. It is. Yeah, sure. So we, we have to say, like, well, how about we put a movie on the TV and you can watch it on the TV instead of your tablet? Mm. Those kinds okay. of things. And how would you, because um, I obviously the, the topic is boundaries, mm-hmm. but like for me, you know, um, I think like more for like my mom, because she's the older generation, mm-hmm. she's like 80 something years old. She doesn't know what boundaries is, right? Right. And, <laughs> she wasn't raised Which is why boundaries. we all have enmeshment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and I try to explain, there is a language barrier, but I do mm-hmm. try to explain to her like what a boundary is, what, um, you know, why it's good to have boundaries. She doesn't really necessarily get it still, you mm-hmm. know, because she just wasn't raised with boundaries and she's right. just, like, into the life, like, in mm-hmm. our lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no boundaries there. So um, I kind of unofficially put boundaries because mm-hmm. she's probably, you know, she's just in a mindset, like, I'm not I'm not going to change, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, okay, you know. Um, so I put boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. But would it be wise to maybe like family members or even friends that don't never had boundaries or no one's Mm -hmm. ever put boundaries on them Mm -hmm. or never even discussed boundaries or anything to first explain to them like why we have boundaries and Mm -hmm. like you know what our boundaries are for them and why right Right. that would be a good thing to do would you recommend that absolutely and saying boundary to them they're they don't understand it's respect and disrespect so like respect yeah Yeah. that's what i use with my with my mom yeah because she's like boundaries i'm like no mom okay respeto una forma respeto is 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 a it's a boundary and then mm-hmm. she's like oh okay i get it you know yeah yeah, yeah. it is and it is talking the language of that yeah yes. so you know i'm in my 40s so i grew i'm an 80s and 90s kid right yeah. and there was no boundaries yeah. right no. but my there no. was no there wasn't how do you feel about exactly. that right like no <laughs> they didn't ask me how i feel yeah. Yeah. Right. if they asked me how i felt i knew it was a trick yeah <laughs> so yeah i don't think i was ever asked how I felt no. was uh, how I feel no. family or friends I we just I don't know for you guys but uh, we didn't talk about that stuff no no <laughs> I was like know. if you're crying let me give you something to cry about yeah like, exactly <laughs> yes and and so, so. yeah so the so it, changing the language yeah. respect and disrespect is the same as okay. boundary Perfect. um they're just not going to understand it that way okay and so just saying you know I need to I need to you know I need you to do this because this is how it makes me feel. Now, they may not understand, like, yeah, this is how it makes me feel, but that's okay yeah. because there's a part of us, like, uh, the way I come at, you know, 
therapy, yeah. right? Because I'm a marriage coming therapist. So as I come into therapy, like I, I look at it from the point of our brains. Like okay. what are our brains doing? What is healthy? What is unhealthy? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think God created us like so perfectly and then we screwed it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. And so <laughs> sure. looking at like what our brains are doing, the act of saying a boundary mm. makes it firm for you. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to be able to hold someone to the boundary if you have said it out loud, mm-hmm. whether it's to them or to your spouse, mm-hmm. because you're going to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. If I just like have in my brain, which my ADHD brain will forget it in a second, um, but if I just have that boundary, like I'm not going to let them push me, I'm not going to let them call me 15 times, and not, you know, I can say that all day long, but I'm not going to hold. It's not going to solidify for me until it comes out my mouth. And you just said something right now that kind of made me think. So what if like if I'm a person of like, um, I guess it's hard for me to uphold my mm-hmm. own boundaries. You mm-hmm. know, um, would you recommend maybe having like an accountability partner to kind of help you with like, mm-hmm. hey, like checking in, like, hey, what, how's it going this week, or whatever the situation yeah. is? But would you recommend something like that, or not really? No, I think it absolutely is okay. is great to have an accountability partner. I think there's a lot of times. A lot of times we think we're the only ones dealing with this. Yeah. I think there's a lot of shame yeah. and and um, privacy, yeah. right, mm-hmm. in in that I don't want somebody to know that I failed this week. Yeah. Um, and and shame is a huge part of like our history. Shame mm-hmm. is was a huge part of mm-hmm. of parenting. Yeah. Right. Sure. It was like shame on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my, my <laughs> I grew up in a little town, wow. Brownsville, Texas. Right. It's much bigger now, but it was really tiny. And I remember my father saying, if you do anything wrong, mm-hmm. I will find out because everybody knows who your parents yeah. are. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> the, hand of, the hand of God is coming down on me. And so, so I was terrified to do anything wrong in public. And, and I'm sure that's what it was meant for. But yeah. later on, looking at how I am later in life, how much shame I have, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to know. I don't want yeah. anybody to be involved. But accountability is huge Mm -hmm. um again because it does provide this external this is what i'm committing to doing okay with that because it just come to my head can Mm -hmm. you set a boundary through someone else so like going back to if you cannot physically talk to this person like they don't want to talk to you at all Mm -hmm. but there is a person that is in between the two of you and Mm -hmm. they um will basically talk to this person to get to you mm-hmm. um so okay let me just stop talking around this okay basically like a mediator yes with in-laws basically yeah. so um me and my husband um mm-hmm. i don't have the greatest relationship with my mother-in-law so um i have told him like if she wants to speak to me okay. if she wants to ask anything about me like tell her to call me mm-hmm. like tell her like because to me and I've, I've said this, if there's no trust, there's no relationship. So mm-hmm. I feel like even if it's just a phone call, I would prefer to call for you, for us to either to text or because to me, talking on the phone is personal. So mm-hmm. I don't want to just sit there and have a phone call with you because I can have a phone call for like three hours. But if I don't trust you, it's going to be like five minutes. <laughs> so for me, it would just be better to have that short conversation. So I will tell him, like, if she asks how I am, tell her to call me. Like, if she wants to know what, what I'm doing, like, tell her to call me because for me, it's making her reach out to me. I don't mm-hmm. want her to feel like she can use my husband mm-hmm. to reach out to me because then it shows me you don't want a relationship with me. You want to have that relationship just because of the fact that I am your son's wife. Okay. So is it I don't I but I also too, I don't want to put him in the middle. Like I don't want him mm-hmm. to feel like he has to put that boundary up for me because mm-hmm. for whatever reason she can't have the conversation now i can call and be like hey straight up look i don't want to come over here because you've done xyz and the third mm-hmm. but i feel like for her it would be more uh confrontational mm-hmm. because um i'm i say it how it is like i keep it real like if we have an issue let's hash it out let's figure it out and move but for me if you don't want to go into it you're not allowing the process to even heal, to even start healing. So why would I put myself in that situation to where I'm not safe? Because I've shared with my husband, like, going over there is like PTSD for me. Like, I, uh. I'm i triggered. I don't want to be in that environment because I feel like either I'm going to cry or I'm going to punch. <laughs> so I don't want to put myself in that moment because even when every time I go over there, I have a moment because it's so overwhelming for right. me. It's like repeating the same thing over and over again. I think he realizes it to an extent, mm-hmm. but it's it's hard. Like to, And that's why I've put myself in 
I distance myself because it's very toxic for me. And that, that like you were saying, those boundaries are to keep you safe. Right. And I wasn't safe where I was, so then I prevented myself from going. I've said different things, but to have that conversation, she's like, it'll be, well, I, I don't want to talk about that. Or I, I thought we're past that. Clearly not. If I'm still triggered, if I'm still not wanting to go over here, there's mm-hmm. a reason for that. It's not because it's all said and done. Like, it's because... I'll forgive, and then you'll do something else, which brings Mm -hmm. me right back to the pattern that I saw beforehand. Right. So I guess how how do we even begin to try to form that boundary or have that conversation? Because like I'm willing Mm -hmm. to have the conversation, but other said party is not. Like that's not something that they are wanting to do. And you can't force someone. Look, we're gonna have this conversation. Right. So that's not gonna end well. No. Um, so as far as going, like the question originally was like going through somebody else, I think when it comes to boundaries, like in that, in this case, you and your husband are a unit, right? Mm -hmm. And so supporting each other in that boundary is one thing. Now putting him in the middle, that's something different. Okay. Um, because you as a wife want to feel supported in this unit that this is not safe. If it's not safe for one, it can possibly be not safe for both. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's disrespectful to your husband. If he has said, mom, I need you to call and not do, you know, or whatever the case may be, whatever the boundary is. Um, I think I would, I would really refrain from involving other people as much as possible. Because that all, all that does is make it messy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like playing telephone with your boundaries, right? Exactly. Like it starts out like, don't call me. And then by the time it gets to that person, it's changed into something really soft and squishy and not firm like you were hoping it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so with those things. And uh, one thing I would say is because this is something, like you're not going to get rid of your mother-in-law. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> no. and a no. lot of times you're, you can't avoid it, right? No. Whether it's your mother-in-law or it's when your children grow up and have their own kids, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to. If, if you don't respect the boundaries of their spouses, yeah. you could lose access to them. You could lose access to their children, mm-hmm. yeah. right? How many families where it's like, I haven't seen my grandchild in yeah. 15 years, yeah. right? They don't know who I am. Yeah. So really, it's one of those things of I, I hear that you are triggered. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see that that's an emotional thing for you. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, what are you doing to heal? Because you've obviously got something. That trigger is letting you know there is something right there. And it may not be about your mom or your mother-in-law. It may be reminding you of somebody in your past Mm. that has made you feel that way. It's interesting you say that because uh, I see her like I see my mom. Like I don't have a relationship Mm -hmm. with her. So they're very Mm -hmm. much similar. Mm -hmm. So when she does stuff, it's instant like no. Like I'm I'm not going to go there. Like And... Because my husband was like, well, just talk to her. I said, you're asking me to do something that I don't even do with my own mother. My own mother doesn't seek me out. Mm-hmm. And now it's the same situation with my mother-in-law. So it is. It's very triggering. It's very um, hard because you don't mm-hmm. expect um, a mom to act like this. I mean, yeah. right. or mother-in-law. And then I just think about, like, when I have my when I have kids, I don't want to do this to them. Like, I might mm-hmm. not like their spouse, mm-hmm. but I'm at least going to respect them. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say things because I've been through things to know, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I probably shouldn't like that. I may not like this girl or guy, whoever they are with. Right. But respect the fact that this is who they want to be with and be okay with that. So um, it is. It's very triggering. In fact, I'm trying to hold back tears now. But I know. It's very triggering <laughs> yeah. for me it's because okay. it's it's relates back to my mom because yeah. I don't have a relationship with her. So mm-hmm. not having a relationship with her. And then the same thing happened with his mom. It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. Because there's no there's no support there. Right. So yeah. then it's like if I do, there's no support, I don't trust you. So mm-hmm. I'm already on guard. Right. I'm already yeah. like, yeah, no, let me stay mm-hmm. away. And then I finally find something that I'm excited about, that I'm passionate about, that I'm able to talk about. And even still, you're like, no, haven't mm-hmm. listened to it. I'm trying to share it. Like I'm trying to open that door to like, hey, you want to know what's going on with me? Here, mm-hmm. listen to this. This you can right. hear my voice. You can hear what I have to say, yeah. but nothing. Right. So, right. and it's marriage. Like the the marriage and family therapy programs are all about patterns. I'm looking at patterns in relationships. Um, going back to like childhood, right? If anybody knows anything about like attachment theory, how I attach to my primary caregiver is going to really set a template of how I look at future relationships. And if my primary caregiver didn't teach me boundaries, didn't teach me that it's okay to say no. Right, like we talk about kids and body autonomy. That's a boundary. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I grew up in a home where that wasn't the case, I'm not going to have those kinds of boundaries. I don't even know how to put in place those kinds of boundaries. And it feels wrong, 
Yeah. Because we weren't taught these things. Right. Um, so looking at patterns, whenever you, when you're feeling you need to set a boundary in with somebody specific, if you recognize that there may be like a pattern to the boundaries that I'm setting with a lot of people, then I need to start looking at myself and say, is this triggering something within me? Mm-hmm. And I need to heal that part because it's going to keep popping up. You will, and you can put boundaries in place all over, you know, all over you. But if it's, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. or if you're, you know, God's like, hey, dude, like, I'm, psst, I'm telling you, you got to heal this place. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that later. Yeah. Right. Eventually he's going to knock the, he's going to knock me down and say like, no, you seriously have to do this. Oop, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I have. Uh, I think I've told Amanda about I have that's my favorite word is boundaries now because <laughs> um, but you know like like you said am I doing it for the wrong reason like yeah I don't want to get hurt you know that's mainly why I put my mm-hmm. boundaries up but um, but now I started PTO again because uh, yeah. the last time I did it was like a long time ago lots have changed since then mm-hmm. uh, but I find myself still like feeling those feelings when I get triggered or when somebody crosses a boundary, I mm-hmm. get upset or whatever the case is. And so that's why I decided like I need to go back to a PTO or do some healing and some okay. searching because these triggers are happening for a reason or, or mm-hmm. I'm thinking this for a reason or I'm behaving like this for a reason, mm-hmm. um, even with the boundaries in place. Right. So it's like, huh, like oh. what's, what what do I got going on in there? So, right. But that's that's a good point that you mentioned. Yeah. And sure. also, I had a question. The sure. boundaries. So, so um, could there be a boundaries for, let's say, a couple? Okay. Like me and my spouse for my mother-in-law, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it, it's. I, I'm hearing Amanda what she was saying, and and you know, it used to be in her situation, and um, so for me, it was like. Okay, I have a boundary. You know, I, I'm not going to 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 talk to her. We're not talking talking mm-hmm. terms. Um, so, but my husband is still talking to her. Okay, and that bothers me. Just uh-huh. that alone. It, and it's like, why am I sitting here in the corner? You know, next to him, why everything's you know fine in between them? Mm-hmm. But shouldn't my husband be, you know, over here on my side? You know, aren't we a couple? Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't we both put boundaries um, to help our relationship? Because, you know, that that relationship would also hurt mine and his, Mm -hmm. you know, being me with his with his mother. Okay. Um, So it would hurt. You know, we would start arguing and talking about his mom. And of course, that's his mom Mm -hmm. and, and it would hurt him. So then that would make us, you know, argue. You and his mom? Me and my, oh, me me and your and my husband. husband yes. Okay. So, is there like a bound, or there should there be boundaries that as a couple should have for mm. others? That's a good question. Like that is together. A good mm-hmm. Um, I think it just really depends on the situation. Right. Okay. Um, and you personally, right? Mm-hmm. So if I have, so I've cut a person out of my my life, mm-hmm. right? Because they're they're my abuser. I have I am the fifth of six daughters mm-hmm. and I can't expect that all of my sisters are going to because they didn't have that same relationship mm-hmm. with that person. Mm-hmm. So they'll say like, "Oh, yeah, we're going to have so and so over for Thanksgiving or whatever." And I'm just like, "Cool. Thanks for letting me know. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I hope you all have fun." I'm not going to take offense because they don't have that same relationship, mm-hmm. right? Now it is different when it is a yeah. husband and wife. Um and what I will ask is, I would ask, why is that important to you? Because your husband may not be seeing why it's so important to you. Yeah. Just because we keep saying, like, uh, because we're, you know, because it hurt my feelings, because it hurt my feelings, because it hurt my feelings. Like, and, and they're continuing to, like, uh, I yeah. don't know what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to understand your point of view because um, we call it, like, intersectionality, right? Even though... I'm Hispanic, you're Hispanic. We both have different points of view of maybe the same situation. Even within a family, my experience of that parent is different than my sister's experience of that parent. And so I can't expect her to understand what it is, what it is to sit in the room with that person. Yeah. And so I can't, I can't hope that they hate him for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's another thing, too, I was going to ask, um, because I've had similar situations. Mm-hmm. 
you know, would it be like, um, I wouldn't, I don't even know if it would be a boundary, but I guess I, I can let you know the, um, you know, if I had an experience with someone and then I'm like, well, you need to dislike them too, you know, uh-huh. because they hurt me. So I wouldn't want you to be on the same page as me. But that's not realistic then, right? I not mean, in all relationships, no. no? Okay. Yeah. I think that it, it is it is, it is a difficult call. Okay. Okay. Um, if my husband was to be in a relationship with my abuser, would it hurt my feelings? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I would then try to make sure that he understands why I'm cutting this person out. Um. And we have to come to an agreement. Again, boundaries are I want to be me and not lose you. Mm. I have to be able to be me and not lose you. If if my husband is going to continue to have a relationship with that, that person, that abuser, then I have to be careful what access I'm giving to my husband. Right. Okay. Because I don't want him to be like, you know, go to this person. They're like, you know, shooting it yeah. all. And you hey, how's it going? Oh, Christy's doing this thing. Mm-hmm. No, don't tell him anything about me. Okay. Um, but I can set that boundary. Like, if you want to have a relationship, I don't agree with it yeah. at all. It's hurtful. But I'm going to ask that you don't. Like, that's sure. I had that conversation with my mm-hmm. sister. Is okay. Please don't share what I'm doing or what's going on with me. Okay. If he asks about me, tell him, you know what? Christy's just doing her thing. Like, yeah. that's it. Right. Which is yeah. very hard when they're asking your spouse. Right. You know, how do you not, not talk about your wife? Yeah. Well, that... <laughs> That's something that if you've set that as a boundary yeah. with their husband, they're going to have right. to respect. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to. Guess like what? Yeah. Guess yeah. what? If you can't talk about anything else but me, then maybe there's something with that relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. If, if yeah. the relationship yeah. is based on disliking somebody, right. then let's question what's the value in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. That's yes, a good statement. Is. Good it statement. Is. Just because me in general, like, when I don't like someone, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm just like, you better not talk to them, either. like, to my spouse. I'm like, you better not talk to them. You better not, don't even look at them. You know, I'm like, don't even look at them, <laughs> you know. Because, but for me, like mm-hmm. you said, and I'm learning all of this the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, it's like, what what is behind that, you know? And right. I feel like um, disrespect is a big thing for me, and mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. So when someone close not like strangers you right. know like but if somebody close disrespects me mm-hmm. oh my gosh i lose it like mm-hmm. i'm furious because i'm like i respect you know what I mean? like to me that's like my number one mm-hmm. so i'm like you respect i respect you know what I'm saying? it's back and forth so like if my spouse for me i'm like if i don't like them you ain't gonna like them either <laughs> you know <laughs> i know that's wrong but i'm and i feel like if he is talking to that person mm-hmm. whoever it is you know, after I just said that I don't like them, you know, that's like disrespecting me. I know that that's not the case now, right. but that's the feeling that I receive. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you're talking to that person and I just said how I felt or how they made right. me feel. Right. You're yeah. like disrespecting me. You're not taking my side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I feel. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's really not even anything like they didn't physically hurt me or anything like that, you know, or something extreme. Right. We probably just had like a disagreement or something. Mm-hmm. But again, I've had anger issues. <laughs> so, um, so all. yeah. So, you know, I just think that's, that's a, a good point that you bring. Like, um, you know, I'm like, you know, I, you don't have to dislike everybody that I dislike, mm-hmm. but I would like you not to share anything about me or right. anything like that. So, And it goes back to trusting your spouse. Yeah. yeah. Right? Is setting up that trust of, listen, like setting up the boundary of, uh, I need you to understand why this hurts my feelings mm-hmm. or why I can't associate with this person. And I'm putting this boundary in place. And I would like for you to be with me as a unit in that. Right? Yeah. But they, if they don't understand yeah. why, right? Like it's really hard to get yeah. someone to understand why. And so you, I'm gonna, in in my case, yeah. I would say, I'm trusting you to you the relationship. You know, I can only go into that so far, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm gonna trust that you're not going to talk yeah. about what I'm doing. Yeah. And if I find out, because let's face it, in Hispanic yeah. families, everybody yeah. finds <laughs> out. Yeah, <for> sure. <laughs> Nothing is silent. Um, <laughs> then I'm going to have to draw back from you mm-hmm. because I don't trust you now. Exactly. And and it, we can't take it personal when they don't dislike the same person mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. I have a quick question. Sure. Um, so in seeing whether it's in my kid and, like, the friendships that she has, um, 
with like whether it's like a bully kid or something or if mm-hmm. I see my husband and I see that a friendship that he has is unhealthy mm-hmm. or I leave PTO and I see the women and they come and they share their story and I'm like okay that's a red flag and we need to set a boundary what is the best way to encourage someone or let them know like hey I see that a boundary could be set there or needs to be set there Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be controlling or imposing but I want to share like can we like why don't you take a look at this for a boundary what what Mm -hmm. can you suggest for that so first the boundaries are personal so that person has to recognize that they need a boundary. Mm-hmm. I can see all day long, like, <laughs> yes. I can I see the writing we on the wall. Yeah. I yeah. see it. This is where it's going. Yeah. But I can't make that decision for somebody else because then it becomes about you mm-hmm. and not about the person. Can we, is it appropriate to, like, suggest it, though? Like, mm-hmm. take a look at this or, like, I don't ever tell my husband well, maybe I do. I don't know. But <laughs> um, like maybe you need it. I say like maybe a boundary needs to be set. I can never tell him what the boundary is, right. what it looks like or whatever. Or with my daughter, I will tell her she's only eight. So mm-hmm. like, Isabel, this person isn't being nice to you. Mm-hmm. Um, this person shouldn't be treating you this way. Mm-hmm. So or this or with my husband, like it seems like this person has been taking advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? okay for me to say that to them to point Mm -hmm. things out to them and then like can the conversation of a possible boundary come up that I can say to them whether they take the advice or not it depends on your relationship with that person so with the spouse Mm -hmm. right I think it's okay to say listen every time you talk to this person they're they're doing this Mm -hmm. or they're you know they're asking for this or whatever this is what I'm noticing Mm -hmm. babe and you know, I need you to know that I'm a, that I want you to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want to continue having a relationship with this person, I, I get it because I can't pick your friends, mm-hmm. but I can say this makes me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and allow them to say like, do you you know do you see this? Mm-hmm. Okay, now if it's somebody like at PTO, right? It depends on if you've built that relationship with that person. Um, I know PTO does have like sponsees, and you're in a group of people, and you really get to know that person. Um, and so it just depends on the relationship you have with that person and if they're even open to you having any say. I mean, if I have somebody who comes in and, and we're talking and they're like, yeah, you know, my spouse does this or they do that. And, you know, it makes me feel kind of gross or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can say, well, how how do you feel about telling them that that makes you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that that's a good thing? Mm-hmm. Do you want this thing to continue? Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't want it to continue, do you know that you have the power to say no? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and with kids, it's a little different because what we want to do is with children, you want to teach them eventually how to make decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. I grew up. I was not yeah. ever. You know, I didn't. I wasn't taught how to make decisions when I graduate. When I am um, um, to the point of when I wanted to join ROTC. Right. Because I was a, mm-hmm. I was a chubby kid. I'm still a chubby kid, but I was a really <laughs> chubby kid. And I wanted to join ROTC. And I was like, Dad, I need you to sign this form so I can join ROTC because I want to get fit. And I'm going to, you know, ah. And he said, no one's going to tell my daughter what to do except for me. Mm-hmm. And just flat out refused. Didn't ask me why. Didn't nothing. Mm-hmm. And so grow, I grew up and married somebody who also made every decision for me. Mm-hmm. And that was a, it turned out to be a very, very abusive situation. And so I don't want my kids to be there. I want my kids to learn how to make a decision. So if my daughter has a friend that isn't treating her, I'm going to say, like, how do you feel when they do that? Did you know you have a choice of who you make friends with? That's true. You don't have to feel that way, babe. And I will be with you if you want that. Now, if you want to go and play with her, just understand Mm. that you're going to feel this way. Mm. We get used to our own dysfunction. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. So Lisa Turker's great, I'm sorry, great um, thing. She talks about how she had a... Uh, somebody come in and, and do some like renovations on her home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the electrician wired the hot water heater mm-hmm. to the switch to the outside floodlights yeah. mm-hmm. and she's like and instead of going and confronting the electrician like she didn't want confrontation wow. so she just like don't turn it off nobody turn off the floodlights the floodlights mm-hmm. t- stayed on all the time floodlights get hot yeah. Yeah. and they they take a lot of electricity mm-hmm. but people would turn off the light They'd be like, why is the switch? They turn it off and then there'd be cold water. No, there's no hot water. And so she taped it up. She put a sign. Everybody just got used to that dysfunction. Oh, wow. Until her sister came and visited and was like, why? (laughs) 
<laughs> what are you doing? You know, this is not this is not normal. This is not healthy. Yeah. And we're so used to it, though, right? Absolutely, yeah. we get blind to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a I my ADHD. I have a huge stack of mail that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna go through it. That stack is huge and I see it every time I have like I get annoyed that I have to reach around it to get the (laughs) the bowls behind it but I still don't go through it I'm blind to it when I put my keys down I see it but I don't I'm blind to how how it is dysfunctional to have that I will say, last night I saw it and I'm like, I'm about to give a podcast tomorrow about this. I better get this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna do it so I did. <laughs> I did reduce it. It's not gone, but it's reduced. One step at a time. That's right. Right. How do you how do you combine boundaries with Christian? You know, Christianity. Mm. Well, boundaries are very biblical. Right. Um, you can look at the boundary that God set in the Garden of Eden. Now, we have all been overstepping boundaries since the beginning of creation. (laughs) I didn't even even see it. The first rule. The first rule. (laughs) But it it goes all the way. It is absolutely biblical. Absolutely biblical. And even like God separating the land and the sea. That's a boundary. Wow. We can't breathe underwater. That's a boundary for us. Like, reach it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so wow. boundaries are what keep us emotionally safe. Yeah. It allows us to be who we are without impeding on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of things in our society, I'm not going to go out political, right? Yeah. But in, in our society, we don't allow people to have their own boundaries, their yeah. own thoughts, their own feelings. You you think that way? Sorry, I have to step back. I can't be around you, right? Like that's how can I impose my own thoughts and actions on somebody else when the boundaries? They have free will just like I do. Yeah. Even within the families too. Absolutely. You're, you're considered the bad sheep, the toxic one, mm-hmm. the one that um, is crazy because, oh, you said no? You said no to yeah. us? Yes. Yeah. No is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. I can't say no. Yep, there is a period or an exclamation yeah. at the end of that. <laughs> but, wow. yeah, it's biblical. These it are is. all yeah. really, really good points. Thank yes. you for sharing. Yes. Um, Absolutely. I ask you, before we close today, can you share what your two most important takeaways about ban- boundaries mm-hmm. would be for our listeners? So I would say, first... It's important that you respect other people's boundaries as much as you want them to respect yours. Mm. My boundaries are not more important than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. That's, good. Yeah. That's good. And to remember, it's about safety, emotional safety, physical safety, financial safety. It's about safety, not about control. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's the so two great. big things. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. So good. And I know um, before we close out, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, are involved in a few things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to touch on any of those? Yeah, so thank you, actually. Yeah, so I work with Abiding Hope Christian Counseling Center here in San Antonio. We have, you know, locations in Garden Ridge, and we just opened one in Bernie. And Ooh. we now have counselors. I've been part of the program for counselors to be here at City Church offices. On um, We can see clients on Wednesdays and Fridays by appointment. Mm-hmm. And so that just makes it more accessible. We also have students, which is really interesting because, let's face it, you know, even with insurance, your copay may be a whole lot. Mm. Um, and so yeah. our students are reasonably priced. And what it is is their master's level. So yeah. they've, they've taken all the classes they have to take. They just haven't finished graduating. That's great. Yeah. So I have that. I also am involved with, like, forgiveness yeah. workshop. Once a year we get couples who need help forgiving, um, and we walk through – a five-week process to end with a retreat at the end of it, and it's been powerful that every is year. So nice, I did yeah. that. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad. Yes. That makes loved me happy. It. Yes, and definitely, I loved it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was a participant and a leader. Yes. Mm-hmm. What are some topics um, that they go over on that workshop, forgiveness workshop? Because it's not just yeah. forgiveness. No, it's it's a lot of things working up to it, right? It's about healthy communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about understanding what conflict is and what it looks like that it's especially my husband and I we handle that because we're good at (laughs) the negative side of conflict most of the time (laughs) we've gotten good but it's it's that respect and how do you forgive how do you let someone know like how do you how hard is it to communicate when something Mm -hmm. has hurt you and I have you know I hear it all the time of like I've said it a million times and he's like (laughs) 
I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> um, it, then there, we got we try to match up the communication. So there's several like topics like that yeah. that feed into forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the amends top the amends, uh, amends. section because sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. what that looks like. We I mean we don't know how to do a lot of these steps. So <laughs> that's where I'm like, oh, I love it because yes. it's not just forgiveness, but it touches on a lot of other things. Right. And you know, forgiveness is a hard topic oh that's a, that <laughs> yeah. is hard so i sure. think like acknowledging and like mm-hmm. knowing what the other topics are mm-hmm. leading into forgiveness as well mm-hmm. that all kind of comes together yeah so. amends is, is such a hard thing to explain because yeah. people, it's not like you're gonna wash my car every yeah. week, right like it's not <laughs> you are not my slave yeah. but i want you to know it, it's it's telling the person i understand what i did i hear how it hurt you mm-hmm. and i want to show you daily right. weekly whatever the case may be how much I understand that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So, so I love that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Mm-hmm. I so, appreciate it. Ladies, thank you for listening. Uh, Christina shared a lot of uh, resources today. We'll go ahead and put them in our uh, show notes on all of the platforms where you listen to the podcast. Uh, and then also check out our social media, Facebook and Instagram. We can link those there as well. Um, important note to take away today is that if you lose use the links that we're asking or sharing, I'm sorry, if you use the links, a portion of the proceeds are going to come back to the podcast where we in turn can use it to continue empowering women. Yes. All right, ladies, that's the end of today's episode. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 What great insight and discussion today. Christina had some amazing things to say about boundaries. If you're interested in her services or the forgiveness workshop and retreat, or simply would like to reach out to Christina, her info will be provided in our show notes and all our social media platforms, along with some resources Christina recommended. You can find this episode on our YouTube channel, Fearless Women on a Mission 903. Please subscribe to our page. Ladies, let's be fearless together. Tune in for some upcoming amazing topics and talk to you soon. Thank you to everyone who listened in. And remember, fearless women, it's never too late to make a change. If you're looking for community, go to our Facebook page, Fearless Women on a Mission, to be inspired and empowered. You can find us on all social media platforms and remember to like and share our page, leave a review, let us know what you think. Talk to you soon.